You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. I love going to track work in the morning and unfortunately with these outside broadcasts I'm able to do that and, and wander around and it's amazing the people you meet. Now this morning I went and saw Toby and Trent Evans. Of course Trent's about to nip off to uh, uh, train at Packenham. Of course Scott Galloway was there and we were reflecting on Scott's career with his son there, the young uh, Scott's son Will. It's only very young but he gets out of bed early. He wants to be a jockey. So, But another guy that's involved with the, the Edmunds stable is, is a harness racing participant previously and he said, Steve, I'm Joel Pengelly. And I thought, oh, OK. And then he talked about he's won group run races in the Sulky and trained some outstanding horses. So Joel Pingali uh, working for, for Toby Edmonds. Chris Barsby with us. Good morning, Chris. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, he talked about Game Changer and uh, some of the feature races that he won, uh, Joel, but he's still involved with thoroughbreds and not standard breads anymore, Joel Pingelli. Yeah, originally from Sydney, Steve, so he would have enjoyed great success at Harold Park and probably Menangle as well, but uh, certainly at Harold Park. So no surprise to see that he's still in the racing game, just in the in the different code now, working with the thoroughbreds. And there's a lot of harness racing people that have ventured across to the thoroughbred side and, and with great success. We've talked about this a lot, but uh, Joel's just another one that's, uh, you know, had good success in harness racing and now plying his trade with the thoroughbreds. Yeah, I think he was involved in a four going back many seasons ago at Bankstown. But lovely to see him still involved, uh, Joel, Joel Pengelly, in the, the harness racing industry. Chris, what's coming up mobile rolling this morning? We're going to speak with Andrew Spagnolo from the tab very shortly just to go through some of the market movers for the weekend's features, but probably more so focusing on some of these big races because tab have gone up with some of these uh, big race markets, the Chariots of Fire, the Great Southern Star. They only opened earlier this week. The Hunter Cup, that market's open. The Miracle Mile market is open. So there's a lot to talk about. There's strong whispers about a, a very good Queensland horse that's changed uh, trainer and uh, we'll be linking with a Sydney trainer uh, with a view to the Chariots of Fire, so we'll see if there's any sort of market movement there. Uh, Brad Hewitt will join us. Brad's headed to Shepparton. The Shepparton Gold Cup takes place tomorrow night. He's got Typo stepping out. Captain's Knock, who's aiming towards the Chariots. He was back at the trials earlier this week, so we'll get the update there with Brad. And Nathan Jack, the, uh, the champion driver from Victoria, he's aboard Max Delight in the Shepparton Gold Cup. He won last week's Bendigo Cup, so we'll get the word on Max. Uh, on Max Delight, if he can win uh, the Shepparton Cup. It's probably the, the the local track for both Nathan and Max Delight. Of course, Max Delight trained by David Aiken, so looking forward to chatting with uh, Nathan a little bit later. Of course, Chris, leading into the Inner Dominion series, we said you'll probably call one more, uh, you know, one more series at Albion Park in a few years, and I know they're pushing to have that during the, the winter period to attract some of those Kiwis as well, but, you know, the potential now to stay at Albion Park, so it seems like uh, you might have to sit up camp there, Chris, and you might be there for a lot longer than you thought there in that box there at Albion Park. Oh, I'm happy with that, Steve. I've got no uh, qualms at staying with Albion Park. The, the obvious thing is 
that the industry here in Queensland needs a training facility. Um, and I think that's paramount uh, as far as the, the, the future of the sport is concerned. So if we stay at Albion Park, I don't think we should be ruling out the possibility of setting up a training facility. Uh, we know with the dogs, they've got that brand-new state-of-the-art complex at Perga, three tracks there. We've got all the training facilities up and running for the thoroughbred. So I think a training facility for the harness code uh, is vital, in particular here in Queensland, and I think that's a must. Even if we stay here at Albion Park, we've got to be looking at uh, building that training complex. Well, they own the land. We know that much, don't they, at Norwell? But as you said, mm. um, turnovers, you know, as Jason pointed out, uh, took a bit of a hit. Um, you know, that's just the way of the world. It's not just with tab turnover. It's with a lot of things, uh, given, you know, yeah. interest rates and all the other stuff, the pressures at the moment. So, yeah. anyway. Funding's um, crucial. Yeah, we'll wait and see on that. Good luck, yep. Chris. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate it. Andrew Spagnolo now joins us from the tab, and there's a lot to talk about. I think we might focus on a few of these futures markets before we get to the weekend's feature. Andrew's back in the land of the living. He's been overseas, but he's back here in Australia. He joins me now. Happy New Year, Andrew. Happy New Year, Chris and listeners, and it's good to be back, and um, hopefully it can uh, steer the listeners into a winner or two or make them aware of some exciting stuff coming up in the world of harness racing. Well, I've got to say, you've been busy since you've been uh, back in the land of the living because all these futures markets are now starting to appear. You open the Chariots of Fire and the Great Southern Star markets earlier this week. Let's start with the Chariots of Fire. And as it stands right now, don't stop dreaming the star Kiwi. He's due to arrive in, in Australia uh, probably next week. Uh, he's the favourite at $4. Merlin, another Kiwi, $5.50. Petrarca, $5.50. Better be the best, 9 Captain's not. We'll speak with Brad Hewitt in a moment. He's at $9, Perfect Class 9, The Lost Storm 9, The Queenslander uh, for real life $11 and Frankie Ferocious, another Queenslander, he's at $17. Has there been any early interest as far as the Chariots of Fire? This race scheduled to start on March 2. We've had uh, bets of note on, on two horses, but one in particular, and uh, it's probably a horse that you've caught a few times by, uh, by the name of Frankie Ferocious. And uh, that second second word in his name is what, what happened shortly after opening. He's uh, been 51s into $17, and at this stage, and perhaps come jump time, he's going to be a bit of a train wreck for us if this uh, support that we've seen early doors continues. Is there a, uh, a change of trainer being forecast there for Frankie Ferocious? Hearing whispers that it may be uh, headed to a leading stable in Sydney and, and based off those fluctuations, one would have to assume, um, with no offence to, to its previous form, that, that they're expecting big things and perhaps a stable change um, to come to fruition, um, especially given the quality. Obviously, it's unknown what the final field makeup will be, but it's not a, we already know one thing's a certain. It's not a bad batch of four-year-olds. So for him to be supported the way he is, I'm assuming where there's smoke, there could be fire, Chris. Mm, it's, a, it's an ideal target for him, Frankie Ferocious. He's lightning fast uh, and a mile, the chariots of fire. It just seems tailor-made for him. It does. It'd be interesting to see at, at times his race manners, um, from my observation, to have been an issue for him. So it'd be interesting if, with a bit of age, if he is able to settle and if he is able to go as quick as he would around Manango, sorry, at Manango as he would around Albion, given it's a bigger track. Okay, the next couple of weeks is going to be all important. As I mentioned, Captain's Knock, he was back at the trials. Better be the best uh, for real life. They're due back at the trials probably within the next uh, week to 14 days. And the Kiwis are up and about. So it is going to be a good contest, 2024, the Chariots of Fire. 
Most definitely. Good to see a bit of Kiwi interest, at least um, talks of them coming, and that hopefully will make it a bit more interesting. And you touched on Captain's Knock. He's the only other firm so far, or the only other runner that's been supported since markets have opened. And I guess it makes sense, given he does seem to be on the upward, and his previous campaign was, was pretty pretty good, and he's obviously New South Wales based. So he, he could be one to watch. All right. Before we get to the chariots, we've got this big meeting coming up in Melbourne. It's only weeks away now. We're almost getting halfway through January. So these big races in Melbourne, the Hunter Cup and for the Trotters, we've got the Great Southern Star. Uh, they're due on the same night, Saturday, February 3. The Great Southern Star market opened earlier this week. No real surprise here. Just Believe, the all-conquering Just Believe, $1.50. Fresh off his clean sweep at the Inter Dominion. He's the favourite. Queen Elida at 5.50, RC Phoenix 8.50, Call Me The Breeze 8.50 and then we're looking at Plymouth Chubb $14. So just believe clearly the measuring stick here. Yeah, it sounds like uh, to quote quite a good race caller, they, 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 they started dreaming and they're still believing. He's, he's into $1.50, which was, um, I think he opened, may have opened 160 and laid immediately after opening. Uh, he's been at a dollar fifty since, but there has been more support for him. So I think he'll stay at a dollar fifty, given how short he is this far out. Uh, but he's the only runner, literally to the to the dollar, the only runner we've laid. And I dare say that may not change unless something really comes out and shoots the lights out. Okay, the Hunter Cup leap to fame. The uh, Inter Dominion champ. He's at two forty. A coup to the Kiwi Star four dollars. Swayze in the market at four dollars, but unlikely to head that way. Hot and treacherous nine. Catch a wave. He'll be back at the trials on Monday night. Eleven dollars. Sell for short. Eleven. Better Eclipse fourteen. Hi, my name is Jeff. Fourteen. Ladies in red. Fourteen. Rock and roll. Do fourteen. Any sort of firmer at this stage for the Hunter Cup. To a degree, Akuda and Swayze have firmed, I think, on speculation in case uh, Leap to Fame doesn't actually come. The worst way is actually uh, Leap to Fame and Hot and Treacherous. Um, I believe Hot and Treacherous may be another horse that may, may be featured in the stable change and perhaps that's where the support or the logic for the money has come from. The interesting one for me was Leap to Fame in, in the past, but particularly with those Eastern Seab or the... Um, Sorry, the Victorian or New South Wales futures, he the money would either come or it wouldn't, but it did come for him, which pretty opens a few questions from my perspective. Do you know where he's up to? Do you know if he's headed there? Uh, definitely headed to, to Melbourne. So whether he goes to the Ballarat Cup and then the Hunter Cup or whether it's the, the Hunter Cup, I'm not entirely sure, but definitely headed to Melbourne for the Hunter Cup. And that probably justifies the support. So it looks like he, this far out, he'll be the one, the, the, the old narrative from last year, he's still the one we, we will need beaten come jump time. Yeah. Uh, obvious targets for him this year, uh, the Hunter Cup, uh, the Miracle Mile and the slot race over in New Zealand. So being a stallion, now that he's uh, been able to achieve um, the Inter Dominion, uh, he's got that great record as a three-year-old. Uh, if he can win, you know, some of those big races, the Hunter Cup Miracle Mile slot race in New Zealand, or all three, uh, that's just going to be huge for his stud value going forward. It'd be some sort of uh, feat, and from what we're seeing, only a brave man would bet against him. Yep, absolutely. And uh, naturally, he is the favourite at this stage for the Miracle Mile as well. $3, the current quote there. We've got some good races coming up this weekend. We'll get to Shepparton in just a moment. That's the main race of the weekend. Let's start with Albion Park here tomorrow night. The open race is race two. And Tim's a trooper, the stablemate of Leaps of Fame. He's a clear favourite. He's $1.50. Uh, $6 make mine Memphis. $7.50 pocket the cash. 
and then we're going out to double figure odds. So Tim's a trooper. He's very short here. Yeah, and further support this morning. I was um, preparing some notes for the show, and then I noticed he was in as short as I think he's coming to a dollar sixty-five or something of that ilk. So um, to me, it's rather interesting, and hence the price have put up. I think it's closer to the two-dollar mark, and that was I just didn't know where he'd get to in the run. Historically, going forward, hasn't been his best performances, in my opinion. And from the draw, it might become a bit sticky if he goes back at the start. So. To me, it's a much more open race than the market is suggesting. Then I guess we'll know a lot more tomorrow. Mm, his last two runs have been good, chasing home Northview Hustler. But, yeah, potentially that draw could be a little tricky. It's a good free-for-all at Menangle tomorrow night. This comes up as race three. I'll go down the page here. See Art, 290. Line up 650. Port Oil Prince, 16. Double encounter, 41. Wow, he's a rock star, $17. Magician 320, Malcolm's Rhythm at 6, Alter Orlando 17, Zeus Bromac 19, Bondi Lockdown 6, and Mac Da Vinci 380. So the favourite, it's the pole marker Sia Art at 290. This is a competitive race. Yeah, and if punters are listening saying those odds sound a little bit skinny across the board, you, you would be correct. Sia Art is an emergency, so should it come out, no deductions will apply on the other runners. Pretty rare, but we have seen a few of them in recent times where the emergency is, in fact, the favourite. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Assumptions are that if it doesn't get a, a start, I would think this opens a race up and it could be quite the free-for-all. Magician, I thought, is one that hasn't drawn the best in nearly every Sydney start or hasn't had the best of luck. So he, he probably needs to put his hand up if he is to be a big player um, come Miracle Mile Carnival time. Mac Da Vinci, as you're probably well across, is, is pretty much airborne at the present and line up first up from a long time was terrific last week. All right, that's a good race. That's uh, race three at Menangle tomorrow night. Shepparton, Gold Cup night tomorrow night. Early scratching in the feature, Private Eye. He was drawn out in gate seven, so he's an early scratching. The emergency Cosimo gains the start. Down the page here, Curly James, 260. Cosimo at 101. Le Captain, 41. Canina Provlima, 23. Typo, 420. Pete Said So, 13. Hurricane Harley at 5. Ideal Escape, 61. Serge Blanco, 850. Max Delight, 7. Bulletproof Boy, 26. And Coravelli Star, $61. So the favourite is Curly James here. David Moran, 260. Yeah, Probably missed the memo a bit with the price. I think I opened him as long as 310 or oh, sorry 380 or something of that ilk. Again, I thought he was a bit of a risk just because he's he, where's he been for the last I think it's roughly six weeks. He was definitely on the upward last prep. Just thought perhaps may need the run. Um, being the only one pretty much supported um, of note anyway. He's definitely the worst way. Serge Blanco's had a bit of a bit of a nibble at slightly longer odds. Be interesting to see how this race. Uh, pans out. Curly James on occasion has handed up. I thought Typo's ready to win a, a feature race and this could be the perfect setup if Curly James is to take a sit first up off a little freshen up. If not, Hurricane Harley may get his chance if he can run out the, the longer trip. OK, well, that's going to be a good raise, no doubt about it. And we'll be uh, speaking with Brad Hewitt uh, very shortly. Uh, the big trotting feature tomorrow night, the Derby Royale Trotters free-for-all. Uh, scratching here is number eight, Sleepy. Favourite, I'm Ready Jet 190. Kai Valley Hotspur 250. Chinese Whisper 420. They're the only three in the mix here. Where's the money going? It's one-way traffic. They're, they're, they've all booked their first-class ticket on the I'm Ready Jet 
um, for Nathan, Jack and Anton Galeno in gate seven. Personally thought that the, uh, Kovali Hotspur perhaps um, tested against the grey, but with benefit of the draw, would be hard to beat, but he's been friendless and I dare say he'll start drifting and I'm ready, Jet, perhaps may even firm um, a little bit more based on, on current bets. He's the biggest loser by far and I dare say that won't be changing. Okay, so what's the biggest push so far this weekend on those races that we've just discussed? Probably in, the, in, in Victoria between uh, I'm Curly James and I'm Ready Jet. Um, as far as uh, money held, it actually would be Tim's a trooper for, for dollar volume, though. So across those three, they've definitely been popular enough and hopefully, for my sake, I can get at least one of them beat. All right. Well, fingers crossed for you. Hey, great to have you back. Appreciate the time this morning. Uh, we'll touch base again next week. Thanks, Chris. Talk soon. There's Andrew Spagnolo joining us uh, from TAB. And all of those prices are available. Just go online, tab.com.au. You'll be able to find all of those races that we were just discussing under the harness racing uh, folder there. So plenty of good racing coming up. Uh, the main race of the weekend, without doubt, is race six at Shepparton tomorrow night. It's the Neatline Home Shepparton Pacing Gold Cup. Good field, good betting race as well. Typo's one of the key runners. There's no question about it. We've seen him here in Brisbane. He went that PB time just prior to the Blanks of Hague. He stopped the clock at 50-2. and two. No luck last time out. He's one of the major players. His trainer driver is Brad Hewitt, and he joins us now. Brad, appreciate the time. How are you, mate? Thanks for having me. Uh, has this been a target race uh, since that Shirley Turnbull Memorial last time out at Bathurst? Uh, yeah, it's been back in the line for... Uh, yeah six weeks or so now. Um, yeah, I can still leave my second home and I come down to Victoria at Shepparton, so it's only about five hours from home. So it's, yeah, it's not too big a trip and, yeah, it's obviously good prize money and, um, yeah, got a horse good enough to be, yeah, aiming up at it. All right. Just on that trip from, say, Goulburn to Shepparton, is it just straight highway driving? Uh, yeah, pretty much just highway the whole way until about the last hour, but even then, yeah, it's nice straight drive yeah, it's, it's a really easy trip all right just going back to that last start performance he got deck soon after the start in the shirley turnbull uh, memorial there at bathurst but uh, to, to put up the run that he did uh he ended up running second there you must have been thrilled with the performance yeah that's right he um he got knocked over at the start and then yeah after that he just didn't feel like he usually does he sort of yeah, didn't travel and feel himself but um yeah even, even then he, he worked around sat outside the ladder and he was right there with it until sort of yeah the last 60 or 70 meters but um yeah there's, his run was really good so at least he's in the front row this week so he shouldn't be too far away all right has he trained on since that bathurst run yeah i'm really happy with him um he's going better than what he was then like he's yeah he has a few niggles here and there, but yeah, we seem to be on on top of everything since that run, and yeah, I couldn't be happy with it. Happier with him going into tomorrow night. All right, Curly James is the favourite, uh, just over your guy. Curly James is a horse that can take a sit. Are you planning on going forward and, and looking for the lead here? Uh, yeah, well, we're definitely gonna gonna come out and and head forward. It's just yeah, like. Um, my guy's got, got good gate speed without being blistering. And then um, the other one I thought might sphere out was um, old 
Pete said so. He's got really good gate speed. So, yeah, they wouldn't want to be going all the way down there and, yeah, going back. So whether or not they roll the dice early as well. But, yeah, we'll definitely be going forward and just, yeah, have to see how we're going after, yeah, the first three or 400 metres. But, yeah, I'd, I'd love if I could find the top. That would be great. Yeah, well, for a horse that's got so much ability, he's been plagued by bad barrier draws. You copped a shocker up here in the Blacks of Fake uh, during the carnival. A and he is a horse that is overdue for a big race success. So the fact that you've got a front row draw, you're, you're obviously going to plan to make the most of it. Yeah, that's right. He's just, yeah, nothing ever seems to sort of go his way. He's never been far away in good races and, yeah, just doesn't have much luck or, yeah, like you said, bad barriers. Like in these country cups races, because they're drawn on um, national ratings. He's been drawn the second line around these 800 metre tracks and having to do all the work and he hadn't been far away at all. So yeah, I'm sure as things go his way, he's, he's going to take a lot of beating. All right. Looking ahead, or is it one race at a time? You've got the Ballarat Cup just around the corner, the Hunter Cup. Are you looking at those races as well? Uh, yeah, I'm just going to sort of weigh it up after uh, tomorrow night, see how he goes and um, yeah, what the go was there, but probably not Ballarat, like sort of, it'd be three weeks in a row, like he sort of, yeah, I don't think that would really suit him, it's not really the right thing to do with old horse because he, he just leaves everything on the track after each run, so um, yeah, he probably wouldn't be able to back up in all three, but if he happened to win tomorrow night, then yeah, it'd definitely be, yeah. It'd be worth a shot in the, the Hunter Cup. All right. Well, you, you've met leaped. Uh, uh, you've met leaped to fame previously. Uh, you're probably going to clash with him again at some point this year, and it could well be in the Hunter Cup. Uh, you, you had him nom for the Inter Dominion. You pulled him out. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Did you make the right call looking at how that series unfolded? I think so. Um, yeah. Realistically, like, you need to be having a heap of luck and good draws all throughout the series. And um, like I said, he, he leaves everything on the track, the old horse, so um, he doesn't leave anything in the tank. And it just would have would have knocked him around, I think. And, and we were racing for good money back here, um, like in the country cups, they're going around for 60,000 in all these races. And yeah, like with any luck, he, he could have been winning, but um, he still ran a couple of places in that inning in them and picked up good money so yeah I'll, I'll take it to stay home Right. Well, that is a Typo who steps out in the Shepparton Cup. That race worth 75000 The other one that I wanted to ask about, he was back at the trials during the week, Captain's Knock. He's aiming towards the chariots. He's a, a high-quality horse. He's a, a dual Group 1 winner. Were you happy with the trial on Wednesday? Hard. Not particularly, to be honest. I had him in the open bridle. He's always racing the dollies and, um, yeah, his whole life. And, yeah, I just had him in the open bridle on um, Wednesday there and, yeah, he, he rolled to the front again. I actually wanted to try and drive him with the sit just to see how he was because he pulled in the uh, Victoria Derby when he took a sit. So I wanted to just try him, something different on him. But... He found the front and just, yeah, he didn't want to go at all. So he'll be going back to the dollies again and, um, yeah, he'll probably live in it then. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, does he trial again or do you look for a race? 
Uh, no, that, that was his second trial, and then, then the other day he still got home in 54-7 or something, so um, he's, he's not too far off the mark, but yeah, he'll sort of be ready to go in the, within the next um, week or, or fortnight. He'll be ready to step out, I think. All right. Do you target that first qualifier? I think it's the Hondo Grant that comes up first. Is that the uh, the obvious target for him? Uh, yeah, I think that's about... Uh, on, I'm sure it's four weeks. It's three, three or four weeks away, but, um, yeah, that, that'll definitely be the first major race that he'll be um, going around in. It's just, yeah, whether, whether or not he has one start or two starts before then, just so he's yeah, really up to the mark. Like I said, he's, he's really casual at home and he just takes a bit, a bit of racing to get back to the mark. Like, he just kept on getting better each start last time in, so... Yeah, I definitely want to be going in with a, a run or two under our belt before we're tackling all the, the big boys again. Yeah, there's a lot of water to go under the bridge between now and March 2 when the chariots are scheduled to take place, but it's looking like it's going to be a very strong series this year. Yeah, sure is, especially with Burton. Yeah, um, we got their good horse over here, and yeah, obviously... Um, Clayton and Emma had a bunch of good um, three-year-old cults last year, so yeah, no doubt there's going to be something strong. And even all, all the Sydney horses, like, better be the best. And a few of them, like, um, yeah, there's definitely no shortage of quality there. A mm, couple of nice Queenslanders too. Don't sell us short up here, so we'll be making our uh, yeah, presence yeah, felt. Trent's horse, he, he's, he's a star, I, I think. I yeah. was forgetting about him. He, he would have been hard to beat in the Breeders' Challenge too um, if, if he had to come down. But, yeah, I, I reckon he's a, he could be a real star. All right. Well, well just speaking with the boys from T uh, TAB, uh, Andrew Spagnolo said there's been some early support for your guy, uh, uh, Captain's Knock. Is that the owners or is that uh, some astute punters out there, you feel? Uh, wouldn't have a clue, mate. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't <laughs> even talked to anyone since the trial. So um, everyone's still in holiday mode. So, yeah, I wouldn't have a clue who it was. Uh, fair enough. Hey, really appreciate the time. Safe travelling and best of luck tomorrow night with Typo. Daniel, thanks, Chris. There's Brad Hewitt joining us. Uh, he's a great conditioner of a horse, no question about it. He's got some real star power in the stable. Headlined by Typo and Captain's Knock. Captain's Knock headed back uh, to the races, aiming towards the chariots. And uh, as Brad just outlined, the dollies will go back on after uh, being beaten in that trial there on Wednesday. Let's talk with Nathan Jack. He's going to be one of the major players in the Shepparton Cup tomorrow night. This is his hometown cup. Nathan, good morning. Morning, Chris. Morning, listeners. Uh, Max Delight is your drive, and I was just looking at his record, in particular with you. Six drives on Max Delight now, four wins, a placing, and I think fifth was the other time that you've uh, sat behind Max Delight. He's obviously get on really well. Uh, yeah, he's been a good horse to me. I just sort of think I probably got on at the right time. You know, it's a bit of a masterstroke by David Aiken. Such a hard job to get these old horses back if you think that they're sort of on the way down and to get him back to where he is is all credit got, got to go to him I think Alright, uh, he's been a great horse pretty much his whole career, he's got earnings approaching a million dollars now uh, he's chasing four in a row he won the Bendigo Cup last week just looking at the, the, the results and the replays, they haven't been big winning margins but he just keeps getting the job done what was your take on last week with the Bendigo Cup beating Serge Blanco? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, look, it was a bit of a non-event, really. I think you can't really read much into it. They slow lead time and pretty steady fractions, and then they got home good. I think you can more take into account his win before that. I thought it was full of merit. He was off the track. Um, you know, that they he shouldn't have won. He wasn't entitled to win and hit the line really, really hard. Um, Serge Blanco has been going well, though. Like, I've got a lot of respect for him. He was good in that race, and then all but run me down at Bendigo. So, so I've got to give him a lot of respect, too, this week. Well, the other thing that stood out from the victory last week in the Bendigo Cup was your drive. That was inch perfect, and uh, it was the drive that, that won the race, ultimately. Oh, I don't know about that, mate. I think most people would have probably done the same, given the tempo. But, um, you know, it's, it's always good when people say that, but I don't think I can take that much credit for it, Chris, to be honest with you. Oh, you're too humble, you. Uh, this is harder, this field, tomorrow night compared to Bendigo. Is that a fair call? Yeah, a lot stronger this week. Um, credit to the club. They've got a really strong field. You know, um, a couple of horses from Sydney coming down to Kerry Ann's and Brad Hewitt's and that they're in good form. And then you've got a horse like Curly James who's first up for a while, but he's in great form as well. So it's going to be a super race. And then even a horse like Hurricane Harley, if the one happened to hold up, then he's going to be a real good chance too, having a soft run. Okay, just on that uh, that point, Curly James drawn barrier one. Let's talk tactics. Do you think he'll try to hold up, or do you think he'll be looking for cover? I think he'll hold early, but I think he'll probably take a trail eventually to to one that'll hold. But um, that's only my opinion. First up, but um, only because he'll be cautious. I think of the one on his back. Um, but that's only my opinion. I could get it completely wrong. But um, yeah, that, that's what I think will happen. All right. Max Delight for you. Four off the second row, so I think you're drawn to follow out Canina Prov Lima. So how does it look early for you? Is that a, a nice horse to be following through? Do you think you'll get enough pace early which will assist Max Delight? Well, I'm hoping they drive that horse like they did at Bathurst. They drove him very strong at Bathurst and forced their way to the front and then took a trail. But um, I'm not too sure Curly Jones will be that keen on handing up to it if it's going to take a trail. So... There might be a bit of speed early. Pete Kedzo might even try and buzz off the gate. Um, the local ones don't look to be that quick. Well, our captain's quick, but I don't think he can cross Curly James, and I don't think over the trip Greg would do that, I wouldn't think. Um, so we need tempo early to be to be a winning chance, I think. Um, otherwise, it's going to be extremely hard to get into it. Right. Can he do the double? He's won well, a stack of features in recent times. He won the, the Sokiola Sprint two runs ago. He won the, the Young Cup three runs ago. But Bendigo and Shepparton, can he do the double? Yeah, he can. He just needs a bit of luck, Chris. Um, he's a, like I said, he's a great horse. He's in the right camp. Um, he's nearly a million-dollar earner, Victoria Cup winner, Derby winner. Like He's a great horse, and there wouldn't be any horse with his credentials in that race. Um, it's just... You know, when you get to that grade and you're that age, you, you rely on a lot of luck. And once again, he's going to have to rely on luck at some stage. OK. So just during that little bit of a, a period in his career, he had that little bit of a lull, probably just in the last 12 to 18 months. But now he's got the, the fire back in the eye and he's absolutely flying. So just being a, an older horse and a stallion as well, do you just think he went through that phase where he probably lost a little bit of interest? Yeah, I think so. Um, you know, I think he just sort of got a little bit casual and then uh, I jumped on him a couple of times and looked after him a few times and, and got him full of confidence. And then, yeah, I, like I said, I think I just got on him at the right time when he was coming good and made my life easy, that's for sure. The Hometown Cup, how many times have you won it previously? 
Uh, just last year, actually, I, I joined force with David Aiken on Cranbourne and was lucky enough to win it. So hopefully we can win it again this year. Right. The other feature race tomorrow night, the trotting feature, I'm Ready Jet. The boys at Tab have outlined there's been good support for this trotter. Uh, very sharp horse. Is is this a race that is well within its reach? Definitely within her reach. Um, if she hadn't went around last week, I would have been all but declaring her, but last week was below par for her. Um, I know she was in against the better ones, but she had a good trip and just never travelled and just never gave me the feel she gave me the fortnight prior. So uh, slight concern about that, but in a strong camp, wouldn't be here if they, if they weren't happy with her. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to that one. OK. Uh, the Great Southern Star's fast approaching. Call Me The Breeze is strongly in the market. Have you sat behind Call Me The Breeze at the trials yet? Yeah, I have, Chris. I've been lucky enough to sit behind him a couple of times and, um, yeah, wow, gave me a great feel. OK, so he's uh, as good as what the, the rumours are about his talent. Uh, he's got unbelievable speed. I think at the trials the other day, oh, I think he might have went 60.8 or something his first half and then... Uh, 28.5, 26.9 or something like that off the track and, and hit the line really hard. So, um, yeah, you know, really looking forward to that one. SEO will measure up, but I'm sure the Great Southern Star will be a great race for him and give everyone a real guide, that's for sure. OK, so we look forward to seeing him in the coming weeks. Uh, call me the breeze. What about your own stable? You're, you're loaded with talent right now. How's 2024 shaping up for you as it stands? Yeah, it seems to be a pretty strong pretty strong year again this year. Dad's got a fair few nice babies coming through which is which is really exciting and uh, there's a couple of trotters that, that go quite good as well so we're really looking forward to the babies this year and um, we try and focus mainly on them. We don't really have that many older horses. Try and focus on the two and three year olds because that's where most of the money is and, and go from there but uh, yeah it's looking quite strong so far. Violet Stanford, the star young trotter, when do we see her uh, step out? No, you won't see her for a while. Um, she she n never had an issue, but she did have an issue, but we couldn't pinpoint what it was, so she went out and she, she'll have a long spell now. She looks amazing. She's really, really big. She'll probably have to come in and walk or swim or something for a little while first because she's so fat, but she won't she won't be sort of getting ready until late in the season, the sort of Vic Derby, Oaks, Breeders' Crown size. They'll be sort of them, about them four races will probably pull her up. They'll be her main names. Okay, so as it stands, although disappointing, timing uh, sort of looks okay because all of those features are late in the year. Yeah, it sort of couldn't have worked out better. She's not going to miss much, sort of Sydney Oaks and that, but um, that that doesn't really phase us too much. You know, we've, we've got a massive opinion of her. We know how fast she is and we know she can probably match it with the boys, so we've just got to sort of try and manage her right and, and get her come back and, and not hurt her and, and look after her and hopefully we have a bright future with her. Yeah, she was unbelievable last year. Just outlined to the listeners, you, you got her for a song pretty much, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. I went to the Bathurst sale and wasn't even going to go and she come in the ring and standing with Clayton Tonkin and she couldn't get a bid. And he goes, I like this one. So I just put my hand up and only bid 3000 knocked down. He goes, surely they didn't sell it. I said, yeah, they just took me bidding number. Turned out to be Vahoy Stanford, so... <laughs> Thanks to Clayton. Does he kick himself when you see him? <laughs> I'd say he would. I try not to mention it in case he wants to put his hand out. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, I've got to ask, uh, you, you forked out good money, your clients, for the Carlos Pixel cult at the sales last year. Uh, what's the progress? 
Yeah, really like him. He's probably a month off a trial. Um, big horse, big strong horse. Um, got high hopes for him. And there's a Captain Treacherous there as well that we bought from Sydney that we've got high hopes for as well. Uh, out of a mare, Sonora Rapido, I think her name was. Um, bought him off Jackie Gibson, same client. So, yeah, they're probably the two that we're most looking forward to. All right, we've got a big new two-year-old race here in Queensland coming up during the carnival, the Proto Star. Have you sort of come across the uh, the guidelines there for that race? Come across and filled in the paperwork and see how we go. All right, so you're telling me Nathan Jack is going to be part of the Winter Carnival in 2024? I'll be doing my best to be there. I've promised you every year, but I'll be doing my best. All right. We'll have others as well, won't we? Uh, you might have a derby horse, surely? Yeah, hopefully the big boss, he'll, he'll sort of aim up at, at a race like that because he's not eligible for too much. So he'll sort of go, he'll miss Sydney Derby and, and just go Nutrien um, where the numbers are a bit limited, try and make it a bit easier then have a little let up and then Queensland. All right, excellent. Hey, really appreciate the time this morning. Best of luck tomorrow night. Hopefully you go back to back with the Shep Cup with Max Delight. Can I ask you one thing? Where's Larry? Sure. Uh, Larry will be headed your way very shortly, so the, the Hunter Cup is definitely on the radar. So not sure if they, they look at Ballarat, maybe just the Hunter Cup, but definitely headed your way. OK, hope he layers up. He'll be right. He'll be right. You know him. You know him really well. So, hey, we'll <laughs> oh, talk soon. Very good. Thank you.